What is up, everybody? Welcome to Roll for Persuasion. I'm your host, Andrew Richardson, and I am always excited to do this show. It has been a fun couple of months since I launched it. I've talked to awesome people, and uh, one of those awesome people is here with me on this episode. Started out as my first in- one of my first interviews. Uh, go check out the Smuggler's Coffee episode. Then became a, a Twitter friend, chat with pretty frequently. And now Smuggler's Coffee is a sponsor of Roll for Persuasion, which is always awesome when you can do cool things with friends who are also doing cool things and you, ca- and you guys can do cool things together. So since I first spoke with Dave at Smuggler's, I immediately after the uh, call went and bought a bag of coffee. I think I'm now in my fourth or fifth bag. Um, just delicious, amazing coffee. Uh, go listen to his episode, hear him kind of talk about the background of the company and what they do. They feature all this awesome art on their bags. Um, they roast all their own coffee. They have a bunch of coffees that they age in bourbon barrels. And Dave, you guys actually have some uh, some new ones coming up fairly soon, right? Yeah, yeah. We got uh, two new ones coming up. Uh, we've got um, one, it's a uh, rum barrel coffee. Um, that one's called Arise. Uh, we got a rum barrel from a local brewery called Windmill, and uh, you know they gave us the the barrel, and we uh, aged coffee for about a year in that one, and uh, it's finally coming out on Friday, along with uh, our second uh, little love letter to Dragonlands. Uh, this one is Coffees of Winter Night, and that one's in a brandy barrel. Um, we did Coffees of Autumn Twilight last year. And uh, that one was not a barrel aged, but this one is. And uh, yeah, we're really excited about it. Um, the uh, the artwork on that one is kind of reminiscent to the very old TSR books with the uh, the black and the blue uh, faded uh, background, like uh, border on it and stuff. And uh, the artist, Adam Farster, he did a good job kind of incorporating smugglers logos into it and stuff it's it's really cool so i'm really really excited about those so, yeah you've yeah, been it's... you've been posting the artwork on twitter um <laughs> and the dragon lance one in particular looks awesome i mean all your bags look awesome but this one looks super cool um if you have never had barrel aged coffee before i i'd never had until i bought yours so if you out there listening have not definitely check them out store.smugglerscoffee.com my preferred way, I uh, I cold brew a lot of my coffee. I'll, I'll make I'll make a hot cup fresh, but I feel like the uh, the barrel aged in particular when I cold brew it, that's kind of key. And then the other day, I mixed some of uh, your tomb of caffeination with some homemade eggnog, and that was nice. I was over the moon. I mean, uh, the, it, maybe because of the the bourbon and and brandy and uh, rum and the eggnog, but uh, it was it was perfect. So. Um, super versatile coffee. You can drink it any way you want. It's, it's delicious. Uh, it's really kind of a special treat. I think when we talked, we said that the barrel aged was almost, it can almost be too much, right? Like it's like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get a special bit of this every yeah. now and then I'm not just going to slam, you know, mugs and mugs of it. Yeah. I like to consider that one kind of, a, a like any of our barrel aged, more of like a special coffee. Uh, it's something that you can get spoiled on quick, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a unique coffee. Um, it's usually a little bit sweeter. Um, I like to consider them more of like a dessert coffee, something good. Like if you're having like a, a sweet breakfast, like pancakes uh, with syrup on it or 
uh, waffles or something and you know or an after dinner uh cup of coffee like uh you know if you're gonna have some ice cream or something you want coffee to go with it um yeah it's kind of kind of how i consider it. it's not your typical coffee um especially if you cold brew it if you cold brew it, it seems like you really bring out more of the especially like yeah. bourbon yeah you'll bring those bourbon flavors and uh, you just don't want to get pulled over while driving because they'll never believe you that there's not <laughs> alcohol. In it. But yeah, there's no alcohol, so yeah, if you want to have your kids drink coffee, I mean, right. more than most do. I mean, when you're it, not gonna get drunk or not. When, when I'm so. brewing, my daughter's always trying to uh, eat the coffee beans, and uh, I've been told <laughs> if I ever let her eat a coffee bean, I'm sleeping on the sofa. So <laughs> we'll give her a little time uh, before before she gets in on that. Um, but anyway, guys, definitely check it out. Smugglers Coffee Store smugglerscoffee.com. Grab a bag. Follow them on social media. See the uh, new stuff they have coming out. Lots of cool things going on there. And Dave, of yeah. course, we appreciate you uh, supporting the show. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I love what you guys are doing. And um, it's, it's one of the more unique uh, uh, podcasts out there. And I'm just like, I, I love listening to it every week, learning new people. I mean, there's a bunch of people who I already knew on here. And you've had them on your show. And it's just like you learn more background. And I just love it. I mean, what you're doing is awesome. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to support you. So the best way I could do it is sponsor you. So I'm really excited about that. I appreciate it. And my, uh, more than that, my caffeine addiction appreciates it. So, <laughs> so thank you. Um, no problem. so back the first time we talked, uh, we found out that we are both pretty huge star Wars fans, right? <laughs> yep. And and at the time, uh, I think I asked, I made an offhand joke about uh, what was your least favorite Star Wars movie, and why was it the Last Jedi? And you actually—that's when you uh, you came out and told me that you actually enjoy the Last Jedi. And I was like, well, we need to do a special episode, um, timely because Rise of Skywalker. I'm going to release this, I think, the day before Rise of Skywalker releases. Awesome. So when you guys listen to this, the next day, the the final. Skywalker trilogy movie will be coming out. So I'm sure uh, we'll have some follow-up thoughts about that, but it seems timely that we go ahead and talk about it before that movie comes out. So yeah, let's dive into it, man. Cool. Sounds good. So what is your, what is your first memory? Well, first, if, if you don't mind my asking, how old are you? I am exactly 40 years old. Okay. So you got about 10 years on me. Um, what is your first like Star Wars memory? When do you first kind of remember going, Oh shit, I like this. <laughs> so my first Star Wars memory. Um, so my parents took me to a drive in movie theater and there was a double feature and double feature was flash Gordon and empire strikes back. I don't remember if it was like the opening of it. I, I don't know, but that, that is my first memory is going to a drive in movie theater and watching those two movies and uh, I was blown away by it. Even as a little kid, I loved that movie. And um, Empire just was kind of one of my favorites. Um, like growing up, I just loved the Star Wars stuff. And, you know, I, I got into it like right away then. And then um, like just as a little kid, like uh, growing up in the Chicago area, every once in a while, since, you know, there wasn't like... Um, uh, what is it like streaming or anything like that? You couldn't watch. We didn't even have DVDs or anything. You had to basically watch what was on TV. So when Star Wars came on, like WGN or something, you know, it was a huge event. 
So, you know, I was just watching the movies when I could, buying all the toys I could. And it was uh, it's just something that, that I just fully embraced. I loved it. And were you ever into any of the uh, the novels or the expanded universe or any of that? So not so much. Um, I had the, uh, what was it, the original uh, few novels I had Thrawn in them. But oh, other yeah, than yeah. that, yeah, no, I never really got too much into the novels. That was more of the Dragonlance and sure, sure. Uh, all that stuff. But so- yeah, I never really read the Star Wars ones. So I, my very first memory of Star Wars, uh, I had to have been looking back. I think I was probably five or six. Um, my, my parents were watching cause my mom had grown up, um, a pretty big Star Wars fan when the movies came out. And I remember they had it on one day. It was Empire Strikes Back. And I like happened to, if I remember, I looked up or I was watching and this is the only part that stuck out to me, but it's right when Luke leaps out of the, uh, the carbonite chamber when he's fighting mm-hmm. Vader at the end. Okay. And I remember that blowing my little five-year-old mind. I was like, I love running and climbing and jumping. This dude just freaking jumped up in the air and did a backflip. I want to do that. And uh, and I was hooked. And, I mean, I think I went as Luke Skywalker for Halloween when I was like seven or something. And um, I remember when the, uh, you know, when Phantom Menace came out, I was like 10 years old. So I dressed up and went to the theater and it was a whole thing. And then there was Jake Lloyd and I was sad. But, um, <laughs> but I, I got super into the books, uh, cause I remember I was at the library one day and I came across, they had a series, um, the young Jedi Knights, which was like the YA novels, uh, about Star Wars. So it was, you know, Han and Leia's kids going to Luke's Jedi Academy. And I was like, holy cow, I can just, I, I can read about Star Wars or no more movies. Cause at that time we didn't know the prequels were coming out. Um, right. but I was like super into it. And like, I think, I think at one point, probably before I went to college, I had every single expanded universe book that had been published, you know, in chronological order on these two giant shelves in my room. So, um, I, I just, you know, I, I loved it, man. And even, even when the prequels came out, you know, I was just crazy about them. It was really, it wasn't really until Revenge of the Sith came out that I was kind of like, oh, these might not be the best thing <laughs> that's ever been made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember when, um, like Phantom Menace came out. Uh, I don't even remember what movie, but we found out that the trailer was going to be for Phantom Menace was going to be playing during this right, movie. Yeah. So I remember going just to see the trailer, and I don't. I think we left after that, but yeah, that was that was a huge deal when the prequels came out, and uh, you know, some people love them, some people hate them. You know, everyone has their opinion. There's still Star Wars though, so for sure, but yeah. Yeah, and I guess before that too, kind of, I guess it was 96, 97 was when the uh, the special edition came out and they kind of re-released yep. it in theaters because I remember my, my yep. grandmother took me to see those and it was the first time I'd seen Star Wars in theaters and um, and it was, I mean, it blew my mind like having having all of it up there on the big screen like like I'm sure it did, you know, at the, at the drive-in theater for you. Yeah, yeah, I remember when all those came out, um, I was I was in high school and... Uh, me and my friends, we went to go see every single one of them, and that's how I can claim I, I've seen all the Star Wars except for Revenge of the Sith in the movie theater. So, yeah, actually, I, I was psyched I got to see the original. You know, that was that was awesome. But yeah, I love loved seeing all those in the theaters. So yeah, it was I was really excited when they re-released them. And, and I, even though they kind of 
Yeah. You know, on shot first. <laughs> right. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and the extended music scenes and uh, Return of the Jedi and, you know, little yeah. little things. But let's let's do this because um, right. I think our big discussion is going to end up being on The Last Jedi, which I rewatched <laughs> this week because I had very strong opinions about it. And so, okay. so we'll get, we'll get to that because uh, I have some updates on my strong opinions, but let's just, let's run through all the movies from uh, episode one up to last Jedi and we'll throw in solo and rogue one along the way. Um, and maybe let's yeah. just talk real quick about, you know, what, uh, maybe favorite thing, least favorite thing from the movies or at least kind of what sticks out to us when we think of them. Um, for yeah. me, Phantom Menace Obviously, and I think most people would answer this, but the uh, the final lightsaber fight at the end, obviously Darth Maul, Qui-Gon, um, Obi-Wan, just a, a phenomenal lightsaber battle, right? Yeah, that's that's the thing that sticks out with me is is uh, Ewan McGregor and, and the way he is in that movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, Darth Maul, that was, you know, the, the movie to me is more of like a, it, it seemed more like a, how do I say it? it's more like a kids movie than sure, the other yeah, one? Yeah. even yeah. though all Star Wars movies, you know, can, can be considered like a kids movie. That one seemed like it was, you know, it, it started, it was kind of like when you're watching like the Harry Potter movies, like the first Harry Potter one is a kids movie and then it grows up. I mean, it was kind of like yeah. that, where that one seemed like more of a kids movie, but um, yeah, just the, the, the lightsaber battle at the end when he cuts Maul in half, that was, that was great. <laughs> And, and like looking back, I mean, obviously the, the premise and, you know, this has been hashed out on the internet by millions of people, but you know, the premise of a Sith Lord using a tiny planet and a trade negotiation block, like it, it's convoluted and bulky and, and it's not a great storyline, but what for me, you know, makes, makes really that movie stand out. And I still, you know, I've come full circle. I went like, Oh, I love this movie till I get a bit older. I was like, Oh, this is crap. Screw Jar Jar to this point now where I'm like, you know what, actually that, that's kind of, that might be my favorite movie after the original trilogy. And, and it's, and, and it wouldn't be the case if it wasn't for Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor and, yeah. and Ray Park to, to some extent as Darth Maul, because and it's a shame that you had such a fantastic villain that, you know, then is killed, but spoilers is still <laughs> around. Um, but obviously, I mean, you and McGregor, I think, carried the whole prequel trilogy. And it's a shame oh, that oh. Qui-Gon died, even though he had to for the story, and it makes sense. But I thought Liam Neeson did such a great job as Qui-Gon um, that it really kind of carried the film despite a lot of the other shortcomings. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. Um, you know, the, the, it, that's one of the, it, it's just like any of the other movies, it has its problems. Um, but yeah, uh, Ewan McGregor, Ray Park, um, they, they were great in that movie. And I, I even love watching like some of the behind the scenes stuff of those movies with oh, Ewan yeah. McGregor making the start, uh, the lightsaber noises and stuff. I mean, you, you <laughs> right, can tell right. it having fun. It translated it on the screen. It, it looked like they were having fun. Um, but you know, um, I think the, with all the, the prequel trilogies, my, main issue was the amount of uh probably the cgi to that that's where it got a little little too much for me but you know all in all i i I don't have a big problem with phantom menace it's it's not one that's high on my list to watch though i mean 
it's just uh if it's on it's on but i'm not gonna you know pop that one in right and and i think you know you mentioned the behind the scenes like that's that's such a stark difference right when you when you watch the behind the scenes for phantom menace it's a whole bunch of people like in a giant blue room and when you watch yeah. the behind the scenes for you know the original trilogy, because they still have you know some production shots and, and background reels of people in these like you know waist deep in like a Star Wars miniaturized set, and you know they're flying model X wings around, and you know when you're watching that you're that what you're watching isn't real, and like even more so now, but it just feels because it physically is real, it feels more tangible than what we get when everything is computerized, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's just like with practical effects though, that it it just feels a little more real, especially back then when CGI is a long way, but you know, I remember it looked good back then, but it didn't have that feel. You, you, You knew you were looking at something that was computer generated as opposed to, you know, a model or something. And, and, you know, it just, uh, I wouldn't say it took me out of the movie, but um, I, I think with any of those, they they overused. But you know, it's it's like nitpicking, though. I mean, all in all, it, I can say I enjoyed the movie, but you know, it's not one of my top Star Wars movies. Fair, fair. So speaking of your top Star Wars movies, uh, Attack of the Clones. Jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll let you go first. Give me uh, give me your thoughts. So that is my least favorite of the movies. Um, and to this day, I've probably only seen that one twice. Um, I, I just was not, it was the whole thing where, you know, you, you leave off Phantom Menace, Anakin's a child and Padme's like, you know, a teenager, whatever she's supposed to be. And it's just like, now it comes back and, and Anakin's older and he falls in love with Padme. It just, it didn't seem uh, realistic to me. Yeah, and then it forced. was just, it, yeah, it, it was forced. And I'm not saying, hey, I know a lot of people hate on Hayden Christensen. I don't. I thought he was fine. Uh, he wasn't spectacular. He was just, you know, fine. But it just seemed overall the movie was just kind of boring. I mean, it was just not a whole lot of action going on. I mean, you had the opening sequence that was a little bit of action, but. Other than that, it just seemed like it was very, like, a lot of talking and stuff going on. And it didn't seem like, a, you know, your typical Star Wars movie where there's, you know, the big space battles. There's, you know, lightsaber duels. And it, it just seemed like it was just a political drama. I mean, it was, you know, I, I don't know. It just that one is, is my least favorite out of all of them. I mean, it took up until the end when you had the big battle, pretty much. And it was just, yeah, I just, yeah, that's the one I can do without. Yeah, I, th- I think I can agree with you pretty, pretty, you know, wholeheartedly there. <laughs> um, I, I, I think you're right. I, th- I think you walk into that movie and instead of being shown things happening and so you, you understand what is happening because you're watching it unfold, you walk in and they're like, hey, here are the things that are going on. Just accept it and we're and move on. So Anakin's in love with Padme. She's not really down with it. Uh, you and uh, Obi-Wan's having a bit of trouble with Anakin. There's some political stuff going on. There's some clones here. Like, like don't worry about the fact that you didn't see any of it happen. We're just going to tell you it did. And now we're going to split the party and none of it's going to be entertaining. And oh, by the way, Anakin kills some uh, sand people. And uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His and, and oh, dies. look, C three PO's head is on a battle droid. Isn't that funny? Hey guys, it's funny. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I so I don't know. Attack of the Clones for me, obviously, it's it's a bit you know close to my heart because I was you know I don't remember what year did it come out like uh, oh uh, one oh two yeah yeah so, yeah, I, so yeah so I was like twelve or thirteen so you know I was still kind of in that like young kind of early preteen age where I was just like it's Star Wars I don't care it's awesome yeah. But I feel like it had, um, I feel like it, it was closer than some people give it credit for to being a good movie. I feel like with some small tweaks, um, it could have been a lot better. I, I think that they worked too hard to rush the Anakin and Padme love story. Like there either needed to be some common ground there already versus just like, oh, Annie, my, how you've grown. Like, like she's seen him for the first time and like three weeks later, you know, they're getting married. Like, come on. Um, yeah. So they should, they could have slowed that down and really I think delayed it until the the next movie if they were going to do it that way. I think the Anakin fall to the dark side and and I think this kind of happened in all the prequels. He's had these moments where it's like they're checking box like oh that was an evil thing you know two more evil points and he goes really evil. Yes. And and I almost wish that uh, and, and friend and I talk about this a lot. I wish that the the scene where. Padme walks in on him on Tatooine after after he's murdered all the people and brought the body of his mom back because I actually thought that scene was pretty well done. But then when she walks in, he's all like, "They're animals," and I murdered them like animals. Yeah, animal. um, like I wish he'd just been stone cold, and it like yeah. same line, but just like deadpan, dead eyes, and like not upset about it. Just like, yeah, that's what I had to do. That's what you do. I think that would have given you know something like that that gives more weight to the evil versus like I'm a nice guy but I'm just confused and do mean things sometimes, you know? Yeah, no, I, I can see that. Um, I don't know, just like I said, that that's probably my least viewed movie. I, I, I maybe have only seen it sure. twice, and that was the movie that actually like kind of stopped me watching Star Wars for a little while because it was, you know. I'm used to Star Wars being a certain way, you know. You've, right. Yeah. Like before you got the space battles and stuff, you got the lightsabers, and it just seemed like that one wasn't. Uh, I mean, maybe watching it again, I might change my mind on a few things, but it it, it actually that's I don't know. Just it, it didn't it, do it, it didn't for feel me. Feel very Star Wars, right? No, no. To me, it, it felt like like I said before, it felt more of a political drama. You know, maybe that's maybe what they were going for, um, but. You know, if I wanted that, I I would watch something other than Star Wars. I want to be right. entertained and stuff. I mean, you know, Star Wars is its thing, but yeah, just uh, you know, it, it kind of sucks because then I didn't go see um, <clears throat> sorry, I didn't see Revenge of the Sith in the theaters because you know I was like, yeah, I'm kind of done with Star Wars right now. And then right, you know, yeah. it took a few years, and then I finally watched Revenge of the Sith, and I I really liked that movie. Interesting no. because Revenge of the Sith, and that's a good segue, is my least favorite Star Wars movie uh, okay. uh, after The Last Jedi. So it's my my second least favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> and 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 I think and for me and again I mentioned earlier that you know you and his Obi Wan kind of saves all the movies for me. Because um, yeah. imagine Attack of the Clones if you and McGregor wasn't playing Obi Wan Kenobi like how awful would watching some dude go to uh, the Camino cl- or whatever it was called uh cloning, you know, planet. If you're not at oh, least going to see you and McGregor, if you're seeing like, I don't know, pick any random actor. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> like without him, the movie is totally miserable. But then Revenge of the Sith again jumps us forward real quick. Space battle, lots of force jokes. Um, land on a ship. Palpatine's there, and and I like Ian McDermott who plays Palpatine in, in uh, the original movies and mm-hmm. the uh, prequels, and now the sequels. Um, I'm not a fan of him. Like I, I thought he was better with makeup on in the early ones than he was playing like an actual normal character. But that whole fight scene with Dooku and he gets beheaded, and then I honestly don't remember a lot of what happens until the fight scene at the end. And the fight scene at the end, I love. And I would tell you is is the sole thing that I would say you really missed out on by not seeing it on the big screen because that was a pretty epic battle and it was a pretty cool as a Star Wars fan kind of knowing it was building to that that scene is kind of what made that movie worth watching to me. Yeah, um, you know it does have that the movie does have its problems. Um, you, you know the whole Padme broke broken heart death thing. Um, you know that's Anakin, something that, that my heart. Is, what was that? Anakin, you're breaking my heart. Oh yeah. She, yeah. she appears to be dying of a of a broken heart. Yeah. A medical droids, uh, medical opinion. <laughs> I mean that 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 has its problem. But um for an entertainment, you know, just watching that one, I, I actually don't mind it. Um and I think the turn for him going to the dark side, um, I thought was was pretty well done. Um you know, he kind of turned into the stone cold killer by, you know, killing the younglings. I mean, that was just like, you know, I didn't expect that, but, um, yeah. Um, you and McGregor just, he killed that one too. I mean, he, that was a fantastic performance by him. Uh, and you know, I, I, I really liked that one. And, uh, you know, just the, the battle scene, um, you know, with Mace Windu and stuff in there, I, I was I was entertained by it. And you know, like like I said, it's it's definitely not my least favorite. That would be the other two prequels would would you know be down there. But um, yeah, overall, that Revenge of the Sith, I I you know, it has its flaws, but overall, I think it's a uh, you know a solid movie. It gave me what I wanted in, in Star Wars. You know, it gave me a good epic uh, lightsaber with you know. Um, Ewan McGregor and uh, Hayden Christensen, I thought they both did very well in that lightsaber duel. And, uh, you know, besides all like the, you know, flipping around and stuff uh, that you didn't see in the original movies that you do see in, you know, a lot of the prequels, I, I thought it was it was pretty well done. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder what that movie would have been like if they hadn't kind of embraced the whole, you know, like, like we've talked about political backstory for the prequels, if there had been something more compelling, I think to everything going on around Anakin and Obi-Wan, cause it, it really is kind of their story through, through the three prequel movies. So oh, if there, definitely. if there had been something deeper than just like this Sith guy wants to take over the galaxy by playing a bunch of weird politics, I, I, I think it could have been more compelling and and like I said before, I think you know Anakin and and Padme's relationship was just kind of mishandled and, and force fed versus you know kind of being nurtured and grown and so that you as a as a viewer were emotionally invested in it because anytime you know where the story's going because we know that um you know Padme's going to die like we know that from the from the original trilogy we know that yeah. she's going to have the twins and that you know one of them's going to end up on Tatooine and one one of them's going to end up you know uh, on Alderaan. 
And so when you know where the story's going, because you've seen the end already, it, it kind of puts that much more importance on making that journey to get there compelling versus just kind of like hand waving it and, uh, and oh, she's there and she died and Anakin's evil and blah. And, and yeah. so I, I think if that had been handled better, I would probably hold this movie and, and all the prequels, but that movie in particular in higher regard. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, it, it was definitely not, it, like you said, it, it didn't feel natural, the whole Padme and, and Anakin thing. It would just, you know, but I mean, overall, the, the movie, it entertained me, but. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I can see just how else would they have done it without the political drama. I mean, you know, you had the rise of the empire coming, uh, you know, the, the old uh, republic was being smashed. I mean, yeah, I can, I can understand the, the choice of going with the, the political side, but yeah, I, I wish they would have done a little more on some of the backstories, the, you know, you know, the you know, the Jedi, the Sith. And I think that would have made it a little more, a little more interesting. Um, but I think that's what kind of the, the Clone Wars kind of went into the, when they did that cartoon, which I, I still have that That's another thing I really want to get into is like watching those. Cause I haven't seen all those episodes yeah, of yeah. The, the cartoon. People speak very I highly of them. Love them. So yeah, I remember, I think I watched the first season of the Clone Wars cartoon. It was really good. Um, yeah. And then I've, I've watched a little bit of the Rebels show. Oh, I uh, love that show. Yeah, I, I, I need to sit down and watch that. And, and I will say that I think that the, the prequels kind of gave a, a bit of a rebirth to the secondary media of Star Wars. Because like, like I mentioned, I was super into the books and the expanded universe, and that was actually a pretty strong thing for a while coming through the 90s. But the prequels kind of, you know, really introduced, it, it brought into the world of Star Wars. Um, and it really gave the possibility for some really great video games and really great, um, uh, you know, TV shows. And, and we're kind of seeing the right. continuation of that now, like with the Mandalorian, right? Like, like oh Star Wars can thrive in a lot of different genres. And we'll talk about the Mandalorian too, for sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, now that I got Disney plus, I, I plan on sitting down and when i get some free time watching all of the clone wars uh, i know they got like the the new season of the clone wars coming up um you know my kids have watched a lot of the clone wars and they always tell me how great it was and uh you know the few episodes that i've seen i i really like i like uh, you know ahsoka on there um obi-wan anakin you know all the characters are there it's just you know, when they were coming out, it's just, I didn't have the, like, uh, Disney or anything. So it was like, I never watched it. And, um, you know, I always heard great things about it, but, you know, I picked up a, I think we, we picked up a couple of like the seasons on DVD or something for like when we were going on like a car trip or something put on for the kids to watch. But I just never took the time to do the deep dive on that. And I think it's uh, maybe it'll help me like some of the prequel stuff even more by watching that. I'm not sure. But yeah, yeah no, it's, we'll it's, it's very, very possible. Um, let's let's speed run through the original trilogy because because I, I imagine we both feel fairly positively about them. But uh, what, what <laughs> yeah. are kind of some of your, your what, what is your favorite movie of the three original ones? And kind of what are your you know standout characters or moments that really have kind of stuck with you? So my absolute favorite is Empire Strikes Back. Um, that was the first one that I've seen. Um, you know, like, like I said before, I, I saw that when we were in the drive-in. Um, I, 
just that movie has always stuck to me. And I think it's, it's kind of even just the way that that movie was has kind of shaped the way that I like movies. Um, it's not the most happy ending. Uh, yeah, they, the, you know, the rebels have like a minor victory, but you know, they get away, but you know, all in all, they lost Han Solo and it, it was very kind of a darker ending. And, um, you know, that seems to be a lot of the movies that I like are, are the ones that have like those, you know, the real life type endings and, yeah, you know, yeah. we're not completely happy. You know, there's uh, just like in life, you know, you, you might win at something, but you're still going to get kicked in the balls somewhere else. I mean, it's, right. you know, it's not going to be the, the big happy ending that you think. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that one's my absolute favorite out of all the movies. Um, New Hope. I love that movie. Um, that one, uh, yeah, I can remember sitting, you know, on my parents' couch watching that on, like I said, WGN. I can remember going to see it when it was re-released. Um, that one, for a little while, that one that one took over as my favorite, but it always went back to Empire. Oh, Han Solo. I mean, that dude. That dude's my favorite yeah. out of all the all the movies. I've always thought Han was, you know, yeah, he was a. a guy who was an opportunist um you know smuggler i mean you know uh someone that i feel like you know a lot of people can relate to that you know he, sure. he's out for himself but at the end of the day he knows what's right and he's gonna do it and even you know if it doesn't benefit him he's gonna help out his friends and um you know i think that's uh someone that uh, a lot of people can relate to and they have that same sort of mentality like yeah, I'm all for me, but, you know, when push comes to shove, you know, you're going to help your friends. Um, you know, I, I always liked him better than, the, you know, Luke, who I felt was a little more, uh, you know, a goody two-shoes kind of thing. And, sure, you know, yeah. It was just, just uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. And uh, Jedi, Jedi, when it came out, I really liked. Um, but, uh, you know, over the years, it's... Uh, I, I still I still enjoy it. I still rate that one above the prequels, but um, you know it was just uh, just an okay movie. And and that kind of that kind of seems to be a bit of a, a prevailing or at least popular or, or whatever opinion that I that I see people um, share today. So so I'm with you. Empire is is not only my favorite Star Wars movie; it is probably a top five movie of all time for me. Um, yeah, I just think. Lawrence Kasdan and uh, you know George Lucas kind of took a bit of a back seat to that one. The, just the from from the Star Wars aspects, and I'm, I'm I'm a big film fan, so like the filmmaking, the dialogue, the shooting, the um the lighting, like the sound, everything about it is like borderline oh, perfection in a movie. Too. Yeah, the I mean, score. I mean, that, it's that the is the best music. No, I can listen to that. Yeah, I mean, and it does what what some most movies don't do well that that thing i mentioned earlier of like splitting the party it is hard to separate your main group of characters and keep the story compelling still have good pacing and then bring them all all back together in a cohesive and logical way and that movie does it flawlessly and most movies don't um that's one of my favorite things that from like a film standpoint that that movie does um the the first one new hope i mean you know i i love that one too there's there's just nothing really wrong with it. I enjoy it. It's just so good. It's so foundational to, um, you know, Star Wars and, and setting kind of the mythos and the galaxy. 
Return of the Jedi is actually, I would probably rank them for me. Empire, Return of the Jedi, New Hope, blah, blah, blah. And I can never give a really good reason why, except that, you know, as a little kid seeing, you know, Luke Skywalker flipping around, he's got a lightsaber, he's rescuing the princess, he is, you know, going to, you know, combat evil. That was really great to me. Um, even now, the space battle at the end, I, I think, is the best space battle in all of Star Wars. Um, it's much bigger scope and scale than than the first assault on the Death Star. Um, Lando's really compelling. You've got Wedge taking kind of a bigger a bigger role in there. There's the stress of cutting back and forth from the battle to what's going on down on uh, the moon of Endor and to Luke in the throne room. Um, I think it's super awesome. I I, I love Return of the Jedi. Uh, we actually, when we bought our, we drive a Jeep and we, uh, when we got the Jeep, my wife commented that it kind of looked like an Ewok and I was like, cool, I, I'm going to get little, and I've got like little Return of the Jedi badges that go on the side and the license plate is wicked. Um, nice. yeah. And, uh, and we got a little, like, a, like an original, like night, I found it on eBay. It was like a 1986, like stuffed wicked doll that I just kind of carried around in the car for a while. And now my daughter plays with it. But, uh. You know what? I, I love the I love the Ewoks. I think the Ewoks are great. I I, uh, I enjoy I enjoy just about everything about that movie. I, I love that movie. Yeah, that, I mean, I like I said, I don't have any problems with that movie at all. I can sit down and watch it and be entertained. Um, but I, I kind of rate uh, rate uh, the other two above it, and uh, you know, it's it's entertaining. I have like i said no problems it's i do like the uh the battle of uh on the forest moon of endor i the space battle is great um but uh yeah i i just have to say the other two for me are are a little bit more uh compelling of a movie sure, um, yeah, yeah there, there was uh you know it's it's definitely you know it's it's uh got its highs and lows. I don't have a problem with Ewoks like a lot of people do. I thought, you know, especially growing up at that time, I loved them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I had the, the little Ewok action figures. In fact, uh, on DVD, I still have the Ewok movies that uh, most See, people absolutely That, is, that hate. is what Disney Plus needs to give us, is uh, oh. the battle for, I don't even remember what they were called, the two of them. I remember watching them like on cable TV growing up and going, what yeah. am I watching? That and we need the holiday special. Come on, Disney. That, yeah, I, I still um, haven't brought myself to watch the holiday special. I know it's on YouTube. Um, yeah, that's, but, that's yeah, where that's, I watched it. Yeah, I, I, I've heard so many people say, don't even bother. That's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to kind of kind of say no to it. It's kind of uh, weird and, you know, uh, eh, I don't need there's to see a, that. There's a pretty good drinking game out there for it. So if you ever, you know, if you ever feel <laughs> compelled, that's probably the best way, way to get through it. Awesome. I'll definitely do that. <laughs> so let, let's touch real quick. Um, and we're kind of out of order as far as releases go, but let's touch real quick on, on Rogue One and Solo. I, I have not okay. watched Rogue One since it came out in theaters. I wanted to do it before we talked. I just didn't have time, so I'll probably still rewatch it. Um, my really short synopsis is I remember thinking, decent movie, kind of like you said, it entertained me. I think mm-hmm. I went in with higher expectations than I probably should have, and so more than it could really live up live up to. But um, I need to watch it again to kind of get a better feel. But it, but I think you you have some good thoughts about Rogue One. Yeah, so Rogue One is actually one of my one of my favorites. I really enjoy that movie. Um, I know a lot of people didn't care for Felicity Jones in that movie, um, 
but I, I thought she was, was great. Um, See, I actually uh, really, really enjoyed her. She's not something that I dislike about that movie. I, she's probably one of my favorite parts of it. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I, I thought she was fantastic. Um, she plays Jen Erso very well, and she's got one of those, it's, it's one of those where you can see her progression, why she is, why she is. Um, but yeah, uh, Cassie Nandor, I, I, Diego Luga or Diego Luna is very good in that. Um, so it's a darker movie. Um, again, maybe it goes back to, you know, watching Empire Strikes Back and, you know, when he starts off and he kills the spy. And I was blown away that they would show that in a Star Wars movie. Um, it, it was gritty. Um, yes, it does have a, a few things that, you know, I'm just like, yeah, you could probably take that out. But um, overall, that movie is is so good. Uh, it's It's got a lot of, uh, it, it kind of reminds me of like the old, like heist type movies where, you know, you get the gang together and you go break in somewhere uh, you go you do your job and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, well, it, it didn't end well for them. But I, I enjoyed that. There was the, the consequences. It didn't paint the rebels as, you know, these great people. It, it painted them as, you know, they're, they're going to do what they have to do to, to further the cause of the rebels, even if it's killing their own people or, you know, um, taking out a uh, person who may be an asset may not be an asset they're not sure it's an unknown so you know just kill them so they don't you know i i enjoyed that movie so much i i think i went to see that movie in the theater uh i think four times um it was um you know i thought it was shot good i thought the um the whole movie, like all the characters, like, uh, 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 man, I'm blanking right now, uh, Bays and Chirrut and all the, you know, the, the, uh, the Wills and, uh, whatever they, the, uh, I can't even think of what they are right now. Uh, Guardians of the Wills, those guys. Yeah, um, yeah. I just, I thought it was, you know, you know, it had enough Star Wars old mythology mixed in with um like the the original movies and it tied it together for me and i i i loved it i thought it was a fantastic movie and i i remember walking out of it the first time thinking oh my god that was that was that was great you know didn't have the the you know the the happiest of endings but it was still a good movie for me um I you know, a lot did, of people are like, you can it, see the, but it like the right difference. up against a new hope, right? Like it ends like right as a new yeah. hope begins. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people are like, well, you can see where the two different directors, Gareth Edwards and um, I can't think of it, who took the, the movie over. Um, but you know, they say you can see the split there. And you know, to me, I, I you know, I'm not a, a film aficionado. I can't tell you the different shots and all that. But, you know, I couldn't tell as just a person being entertained. It was, to me, it was just a good movie. And it was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. And it tied a lot of Star Wars together for me. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was good. I really enjoyed it. 
Yeah, so, I, yeah. I, I think I think I definitely need to go back and watch it again. It, it is on my list. I remember um, at the time. So I I enjoy Ben Mendelsohn. He's the uh, he played what's his name like Orson Krennic. The, Orson, yeah, yeah, Orson yeah. kind of the main bad guy. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't really like him in the movie, and and it might have been because I I was in the middle of watching the show he's in called Bloodline, which is on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, um, if you yeah. like dark edgy stuff, you should you should go check it out. It's a really great oh, cool. show. Um, cool. bloodline, but I was having a hard time getting, he has a very distinct voice, right? He has kind mm-hmm. of like a lisp kind of thing. And so I was having a hard time kind of separating, um, I think the character I watched him in on, on the show from the movie. And so that was a little distracting, but, uh, but I, I do remember enjoying kind of, like you said, the, the gathering kind of the heist crew and, and, you know, the, the grittiness from the start and obviously the final scene where Vader's trying to board the, the transporters are making off the plans. That was, uh, that was fantastic. That that's kind of how I like. Yeah. I I thought that did Vader justice um, as kind of a villain, and and would be a good segue for you know you know my daughter whenever she's ready to watch Star Wars. A good segue. I might actually show her Rogue One before the original movies, which is kind of a you know it, it, it's kind of a thing Star Wars fans aren't supposed to say. You're supposed to start with the uh, the originals, but I, I don't know. I, I thought it was good. I, I thought it dovetailed well into the original trilogy, kind of in the way they they were clearly intending. Yeah, and that's that's one of the reasons why I think I like it so much is it gives us that, you know, the how they got the plans, it gives us the characters behind it. Um I, the the space battle in that I thought was was awesome. The the battle on the beach um I thought was was great. Um Jetta, I had a good time watching that even though, you know, the that star basically tests does a test on it and blows that place up. Um, but I thought that the whole movie I thought was just, I thought it was really good. It was, it was gritty. And, you know, to me, it was a, it was a great heist movie that was star Wars. So yeah, I, I just, that's, I am an unapologetic uh, lover of rogue one, I guess. I mean, I just, it was a fun movie for me. We'll go from that into this next one that I'm an unapologetic lover of and I think is criminally underappreciated, but Solo, which came yeah. out, uh, actually, I guess almost just about a year ago, it came out uh, Christmas 2018. Yeah. Um, I have seen so many negative opinions about this movie and it blows my mind because I, all- I love this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. The movie's great. I, I did not know initially what I was going to think about... Uh, What's his name? Alden. Uh, Alden Ehrenreich. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know if I was gonna like it, but really, kind of from the first scene, I was like, okay, okay, you you got me. Like, you're not Harrison Ford, no, you because that's impossible. But but I, I it was not a, a distraction. I felt like he did justice to the character of Han Solo. Um, I love Woody Harrelson in anything, and I will see him in anything. And so I thought he played that role um, just perfectly. Uh, Amelia Clark was was fine. I'm kind of back and forth on. You know, I, I I love Game of Thrones, and I thought she was fine as Daenerys, but like, and I think she's a good actress. I just don't know if she was necessarily the best fit. I thought Donald Glover was a great Lando. Um, I thought the storyline was great, and I straight up so I wasn't gonna see this movie. I was like, screw this. I was kind of where you were after uh, Attack of the Clones. I was like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't even care. I hated the last Jedi. Last Jedi had come out, right? Yeah, I hated the last Jedi. I hated. I was not a big fan of the Force Awakens, so I was not going to go see it. But then a friend's kid got sick on opening night, and I got their ticket. And like at the very end of the movie, 
when they reveal Darth Maul, I, I literally yeah. I stood up in the theater and I was like, "You're fucking kidding me!" Nice. <laughs> and then I was yeah. like, "Oh shit, my bad. I'm sorry." But I was so excited and like I, I I had no idea that was coming, so I I was surprised by the movie. I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. I hope I hope I hope I hope that they give this crew these actors like another shot at doing another Han Solo film. Because there's so many stories, especially as a lover of the books growing up, there's so many great Han stories that we don't get told that I think they have all the people there to tell them and make really good Star Wars movies. Um, And I hope they get the chance to. I don't think that they will because in this kind of climate, if you don't have a blockbuster hit, especially in a a big uh, series like this, you know, it's kind of one one shot and you're done. But I very much hope that, that some way, somehow... I don't know, HBO miniseries. Actually, that would be great. Give me a Han Solo freaking HBO miniseries. I'm all on board. But uh, I loved it. would be movie. Disney Plus now. <laughs> well, oh, that's true. So it would be rated PG. And Okay, fine. I'll take it. Give me Disney Plus. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of in the same place. Um, you know, when, when they were talking about uh, who they cast as, as Han Solo when it was Elden Ehrenreich, um, he had been in a movie um, that I saw. And I, I just... You know, I know I've said this before. I, I don't know if it was to you or not, but you know, I was maybe I wasn't in the right headspace watching that movie, but I didn't care for for him in that movie. Um, and then uh, going in there, I was just like, eh, I'm gonna go see it because I want to see all the Star Wars. So I went opening night, and uh, I absolutely love that movie. Um, I was worried that he was gonna take me completely out of it because he wasn't Harrison Ford. Um, but you know what? His mannerisms that he had going throughout the movie, um, he he was fantastic. Um, I will never say a bad thing about him as Han Solo. Um, I loved that movie. Um, only real problem I have with that movie is uh, how he got the name Solo. I thought that was just kind of like a cheap throwaway thing. Yeah, yeah, that's but, fair. Uh, other than that, um, you know, I thought that was uh, uh, another great, movie it was a lot of his backstory his uh you know growing up on Corellia um with the uh it's pretty much like a thief and stuff and I enjoyed it it was uh it was a fun popcorn movie and yes it should definitely get a sequel um Woody Harrelson was was fantastic in that movie I thought he was really good uh Donald Glover I I thought he was very good as Lando and um, Amelia Clark, I thought was fine. I, I never saw Game of Thrones. Um, I'm one of those people who's read the books, never watched the, the series, but keep it uh, that way. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> overall, I thought it was it was fine, and um, I I had fun watching it. And I think I went to see that one two or three times in the theater. Also, it was it was entertaining, and uh, it it was what I wanted. Um, I wanted a good solo movie and I thought they delivered on that. And I would absolutely love to see more, see where the whole story with Darth Maul goes. And uh, yeah, hopefully they do. Otherwise I'll I'll be kind of disappointed that they just did the one and done. And um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. They they need to, they need to make it. That's for sure. For sure. I mean, at the very yeah. least, I, I feel almost certain that we will get a continuation of the Darth Maul bit, especially since they confirmed the uh, 
um, unless they've changed their minds and I've missed it on the internet, the, the Obi-Wan movie with Ewan McGregor, um, the, the whole, you know, I'm not sure how much of the, the extra media you've consumed, but the whole robo Darth Maul thing like has been done like in, I, I think TV show and, and in comic yeah, books. And so, yeah, yeah. And so but yeah, they if, kind of, they kind of, I'm not going to like spoil it for you cause you haven't seen it, but they kind of like finish that off in, in rebels though. Oh um, really? So maybe, so maybe that's not what yeah. we'll get. Okay. Well, if they leave it hanging, I mean, I, I wouldn't, you know, do it again. I don't care. Show me, show me but twice. I, <laughs> I want to say that most of those actors signed on for three movies. So, um, if they, they're, I, they're I recall reading that. Yeah. Not, but you know, I don't know if they'll make it or not, but I mean, I think the, especially if this next movie is going to do good, the I, I think they will probably continue it at some time. Well, I mean, and people are going to be hungry for Star Wars if this next movie does as well or better than they think it's going to. So, and, and I think the the success of the Mandalorian has shown that you can have a smash hit Star Wars not on like the big screen, right? So yeah. even, even if they do, you know, even if they do move you know, solo to a, a Disney plus, like that's almost better for me. I prefer having 10 hours to tell a story versus two. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would, I would definitely watch that. I would be thrilled with that. Like the whole, and you know, not to, not to jump too far ahead, but I love the way the Mandalorian is, is going, you know, where it's the week to week and you know, it's 45 minutes hour, whatever it is. I enjoy that. And, you know, like a lot of the guys that I work with, you know, we, we talk about it on Monday, like, oh man, do you see it? It's just, it reminds me of the way that Lost used to be or yeah, yeah, yeah. Was when, when it first started, where it was, you wanted to watch it's a, it's it. It's a conversation piece. Yeah. Yeah. Where I think, you know, as much as I love a lot of, you know, the binge watching stuff, you know, you can't really talk to too many people about it because you don't know where everyone's at in the series at right. that point. The, the conversation well, always goes, which episode are you on? And yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, I haven't gotten there yet, or oh, something's coming up. Like, it's not that same, like, we're on the exact same <laughs> yeah. page. We both just watched the exact same thing. Let's talk about it. Yep, yep, and that's that's what it is. Every Monday morning, me and a couple of guys were just like, oh, my God, did you see that? And yeah. I remember when I, was, when I was younger, when Lost was on, it was the same way in 24, and, you know, a lot of, and I think that's, I, I really enjoy that they're doing that. I know a lot of people want that whole, you know, binge watch right away, but I love how they're just kind of dragging it out. And it's almost like, you know, I'm watching each episode two, three times. So it's just, I, right. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. And now we're, we're recording this on the 11th of December. So I have not watched the episode from this weekend yet because I was traveling for work. So, so no spoilers on that, but, but what, um, you know, kind of quick, what has been, what has been kind of your favorite things about the Mandalorian so far? Cause I think we both agree that it's awesome. I think everybody yeah. agrees <laughs> that it's awesome. Yeah. So, so just a little bit of, um, Easter eggs that they're thrown in that, you know, just finding those. Um, I love how it's like that samurai type movie or the Western. Um, I love how it's, it's uh, again, back to the, the prequel thing. It's a lot. It seems like it's a lot of practical effects as opposed to the CGI stuff. Yeah. And that is to me, it's fantastic and I love it. And um, you know, just seeing like the, the beat up stormtroopers from the first episode, uh, seeing just 
all these different races and stuff that you know the different aliens and it's it's really bringing me it it feels like original star wars to me um just the the look of it and uh just everything about it. it it's just it's what i love about you know the the original star wars and it's now on a, a series where I, I can watch this long story unfold and you know without giving spoilers away this last episode is uh very easter egg heavy and i love awesome this. okay i'll probably yeah. i'll probably go watch it after we hang up awesome um, yeah i i've i've just loved it uh i you know grew up i loved boba fett growing up um the Tales of the Bounty Hunters book, which, you know, if, if you're ever looking for something to read, is, is a great Star Wars EU book. Um, there, were, there was lots of great Boba Fett lore in the books, so I had all this extra content to, you know, kind of soak up. And and the writers then really kind of, like, created this whole mythos around the Mandalorians that um, some of it got scrapped, you know, by the time the prequels came out and the, uh, the, um, the video game came out and the, uh, the attack of the clone or not attack of the clones clone war show. A lot of that got scrapped, but a lot of it really kind of came through and was adopted as Canon and is now like kind of being displayed in the Mandalorian. So for me, it's almost like revisiting my childhood in a little bit. Yeah. Like watching things that I loved and, you know, I was obsessed about as like a 12 year old. Now, you know, I get to watch as a 30 year old. And like you said, it's like a new thing every week. And so it's like this mm-hmm. thing you get to look forward to. Um, and then obviously, you know, Baby Yoda memes. Everybody <laughs> loves him some uh, some Baby Yoda, and I yeah. don't blame them. Baby Yoda is what Rian Johnson wanted Porgs to be. Yeah. And, yep. Yep. And, but, it, it, but it actually works versus just making me hate everything. So, <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, you know, just the, the whole, like, um, with Rebels, Rebels deep dive, well, they don't deep dive, but they get into Mandalorians on that show. So it's like I'm wondering if they're going to cross over into this show. So, you know, you got that anticipation of, well, are they, are they going to do this? Are they not going to do it? You know, Weaving are, like a bigger be... story, right? Yeah. It, just want to see, are they going to tie together? And it, it's, I think that's another reason why I'm really liking this show is there's that anticipation of that. It's like, you know, they're going to do something. What are they going to do? Um, are they going to bring in characters from, you know, the movies or the cartoons somehow into this. Uh, I just, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's a, it's a, just a fun series to watch right now. Um, Just the, the way that they're, they're doing it. Like I said, that, that whole samurai movie thing or Western movie, um, you know, the gunslinger or something. It's yeah. I can't say enough about it. I love it. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, I, th- I think one of my favorite things about it is, uh, you know, not not to again harp on the books too much, but um, early on there was, and I think it was leaked a few years ago, uh, like there was a scan on Twitter or something, but um, kind of in the heyday of Star Wars uh, expanded universe novels, Lucasfilm had like an official guide for how to write a Star Wars novel. And one of the things was, um, it's a big galaxy, not everything has to be on Coruscant, not everything has to be on Dagobah, not everything has to be on Hoth. It's a big galaxy. Find a corner and focus on it. Um, not everyone is a Skywalker and not everyone is a Jedi. So like, and and then weirdly, you know, in, in later movies, everything got away from that because suddenly everyone could use the Force and everyone's secretly a Skywalker. But I feel like the Mandalorian follows that mandate really well because it's telling the story that takes place in the Star Wars universe 
and obviously makes Easter eggs and references to other things that we know and appreciate, but it doesn't rely on those things to entertain you. Like even, yeah. even, even your concept of the Mandalorians purely from, you know, Boba Fett in, you know, one and a half movies, um, is not like, it's not relying on that to cap captivate you. Like we now care about the Mandalorians for a whole different reason. Like Boba Fett is not on any of our minds at this point. And, uh, right. and I think that's what really makes it so compelling. Yeah. And I think you can even take this story and yes, the story has been done before, but you can take it out of the star Wars universe where they're not, um, you know, in the, in the costumes. Of right, the right. And it's a story that works. I mean, like I said, the, the samurai movies, the Western movies, it's been done before. It's a proven formula. It's just, they're doing it in star Wars and, you know, they're adding those little bits of the, the, the Easter eggs to it, which, you know, as a, as a star Wars fan, you're just, you know, you're embracing, you know, maybe some people might think there's too many, but you know, to me, they're, I don't think there's ever really enough. I mean, unless they're like really shoving something down your your throat, but I, yeah, it's a, it's a great story and um, they're doing, they're doing very well with it. And I'm, I'm happy to watch it every week. I love it. Yeah. And and personally, I think at this point, the, the people out there who are trying to find things to complain about are just contrarians who want to be contrarians, you know, like, like just <laughs> shut up and enjoy a good thing. Like the rest yeah, of us are all having fun over here. Come play with us. <laughs> so <No>. let's, <laughs> let's, uh, I know it's getting late for both of us. Let's get yeah. into the, well, let's talk about the two most recent movies and Ooh. then what we're looking forward to or hoping for, for from rise of Skywalker and uh, and we'll call it a night. So, Force Awakens. I saw Force Awakens in theaters seven times. Okay. Eight. I I, seven, I I I honestly don't remember. I I remember um, I dressed up. You know, my my wife uh, and I made. Or well, I say my wife and I. She made for us one year. She made me a full on you know super legit Jedi costume. So I've got you know the whole robe and all that i've got some nice lightsabers that that i've collected and she made herself like an r2d2 dress for halloween a few years ago it was super great so we dressed up and we wore that and uh, i'm not ashamed to admit that when the the title crawl came on i you know was freaking crying like it wasn't an ugly cry but there was definite tears on my face i was so happy to see star wars in theaters again and i left i left that movie feeling a little weird because i was like oh i just saw star wars this is great and another part of me was like i don't know if that was a good movie and, and I've kind of landed at this place where I, I think that you said about some of the, the earlier movies where I'm like, that was fine. Like, like I enjoyed it. I was entertained um, there. I have a lot of problems with it, but then the last Jedi is a movie that I really have a lot of problems with. Um, so I'll, I'll just say real, real quick. So force awakens. Uh, I, it, it, it was fun. I like Daisy Ridley. I like Ray's character. I don't like Finn at all. And, and I think that carries over even more to the last Jedi for me. I thought Poe was fantastic and I love, I, I think his character was supposed to be killed off in the first movie, but then they liked him so much that they kind of rewrote it around him. And I think that was a great decision. Um, I, you know, I, I think we all have opinions about Ben Solo or Kylo Ren or, or whatever. Um, he just wasn't a compelling villain. I, I think it was hard for me. Like I mentioned on one of the earlier movies the backdrop for Force Awakens and the whole idea of the New Order and, you know, the the Resistance, just it didn't, there wasn't anything compelling about it. Like, yeah, the whole movie was a rehash of, of A New Hope, which is fine. It honestly, that didn't bother me too much. Like, that's fine. 
like go with what works and you know it's all referential cool but the fact that there was like just this big vaguely british group of bad guys who were somehow super powerful without really explaining it and you know were kind of like smarmy and not really scary in any way except that they had a big kind of like knockoff death star that they could like just none of the weight because they didn't connect with some of the smaller secondary characters I felt in a way that made them feel valuable to me. Like I was like, okay, so they're going to blow something up and, and who, who cares? Like, why do I care that they, I, I can't even tell you, did they blow up a planet or a system? I don't even remember. And I saw the movie like at least seven times. So, um, I, I wish my wish for that movie was that they would have made it more, more gritty, more like rogue one. Um, more like the Mandalorian now, uh, mm-hmm. to to help me be more invested in what was going on, you know. But it, yeah. but it was fun, you know. It was fun. Yeah. So I I enjoyed um, you know Force Awakens. I thought it was it was a good uh, re entrance to uh, Star Wars. Um, I don't have any problems with that that movie. Um, I, I enjoyed all the characters of it. Um, yeah, I, I do understand where people say, you know, like you just were saying about how it didn't feel like, you know, there was like a, any buildup to this first order. It's just all of a sudden there's the first order. Um, you know, they didn't seem that threatening and stuff, but, um, to me, I, I, I kind of looked past that and, uh, I, I just was, was entertained that the movie, you know, did its job for me. Um, you know, it was, it was a good, solid Star Wars movie. Um, it's not my favorite, um, but yeah, like you said, it, it was basically a rehash of A New Hope. Um, but I think it, it did its job in introducing the new characters. Um, Finn, I don't have a problem with. I think he's okay. Um, Ray, I really I, I think she's fantastic. As, yeah, like, I like Ray a lot. Having a daughter, I, I absolutely love that there are now heroes that my daughter can look to and, you know, that she can, you know, that it's a girl kicking ass and she, you know, can, you know, look up to something like that. And, you know, just like I looked up to Han Solo and, you know, she can look up to that. So I enjoy that. And I think that it, that is great. And then when you get to, um, you know, the um, Last Jedi, um I, I am fine with that movie. I know a lot of people hate that. Um, <laughs> but I think, to me, I think a lot of people hate that movie because it didn't answer the questions that they wanted. Um, you know, a lot of people went into that, well, who's Ray? Who's Snoke? Who's, uh, who is the First Order? And it doesn't answer any of those questions. It, it basically just, you know, continues on with the story. Um, you know, you, you don't have Luke being this... Uh, you know, this all-powerful badass. He, he's more or less the reluctant uh, Yoda figure. Um, he's kind of a little weird. Um, but, I, I, you know, that I enjoyed that part of it. Um, the only part that, you know, the part that I can skip is the whole Canto bite. I didn't, I, I don't know, I don't know what, purpose that really served other than introducing us to Benicio del Toro's character um that was kind of the only off-putting part of the movie for me other than that I, I 
I enjoyed it and um, I had fun watching the movie. Um, but it, it's just, um, to me, those feel more Star Wars than the prequels. Um, but that's, you know, because I grew up with the original Star Wars, didn't really um, embrace the prequels as much. Um, but the, the new cast of characters that are in there and, and bringing back, you know, Princess Leia, bringing back well, General Leia, um, Han Solo, um, and, and I'm even okay with, with Kylo Ren. I, I kind of think he's a, he's a badass. Um, you know, he's got, um, he, he seems to be a lot stronger than what, like, Darth Vader was um, with the Force, um, just, like, movie-wise. Um but I'm, I'm really uh, enjoying it. And uh, with this next movie coming, I think, how do I say this? We, we, I think the, this next movie has to stick the landing for the other movies to be good. It, it, they need this next one to be really good. They need the answers that, you know, whether they're the ones that people want them, they need to have something like, you know, you, you can't just leave Snoke the way he did. I don't think so. I, I, to me, it's like you basically, you made him to be a badass in the first movie, second movie kind of made him a bitch. Um, there has to be some reason for that. And from some of the, the spoiler stuff that I, I'm hearing, I think they will answer that. And you know, whether or not the answer raise parentage or not, that that's, you know, um, I don't really care about that anymore. I thought that would have been better suited for the second movie if they were going to. Um, but yeah, it's just, they're movies that, that are, uh, you know, they keep me entertained. They keep me loving Star Wars. Um, I'm just really looking forward to this next one a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just uh, let's see. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, like I said, I, I rewatched it, and we joked the first time we talked. I, I talked mm-hmm. about how much I hated the Last Jedi, yeah. and so I just rewatched it, and it was only the second time I've seen it. Um, okay, because I saw it in theaters on opening night, and I was like, "Well, yeah, I don't ever want to see that again." <laughs> um, and and I say this, and I've been in a weird place because a lot of the people like you were talking about a lot of the people who are unhappy with things about the last jedi were unhappy mm-hmm. with it for different reasons than i was you know there were like you said right. people who were like oh you know we we didn't learn anything like you know right um they, they a lot of people had an issue with rose which i i really didn't like at yeah, all I didn't, like i thought that was really dumb the the whole you know pushback that that she got and and so i've kind of been in a weird camp where i'm like oh yeah i don't like the last jedi and people are like oh yeah like everyone else i'm like no I like I dislike it for my own reasons, um, right. but first I will say this: I rewatched it and I liked it a lot more than the first time I saw it. Okay, but it, but I I did realize that like uh, the things that I disliked it about initially really stood out more to me, and and, and I'll run through them real quick because okay. I've been negative Nancy this whole time, so I'll, I'll be ultra negative Nancy now. Um, oh, so many things. <laughs> <laughs> so the over arching point of the last Jedi that they literally say to you, like, I think it was like six fucking times um, is, you know, kill the past. 
Mm -hmm. go of the past, let it die, let it die. Like we get it, we get it, let go of the past. And they do it so aggressively in every single scene, whether it's with Poe, um, you know, the whole like, hey, you know, don't just be the heroic flyboy just because you, you want to go in and blow stuff up. Like the world doesn't work that way. Like we get it with uh, Finn and Rose, like on, on their totally pointless, entirely unnecessary side quest um, to several other scenes with, with Poe, you know, trying to take over the ship or, or you know, commandeer the, the fleet as they're escaping to little things like Ray and Snoke's, you know, throne room grabbing for the lightsaber and he swings around, smacks her on the head. Like when that happened, it it got to the point for me where moments like that weren't even a surprise anymore because every single scene was leaning so strongly into this idea of, oh, what might have been cool or worked in other movies doesn't work here anymore. It's not how the world works. And so by the first like hour, I was like, I get it, guys. Like, like give me a break. I get. And then they got to the point where Kylo's literally saying, kill the past, let it die. Like, yeah, <laughs> we know. We know that's what you want to do. And so then these moments, it felt like they were supposed to be a surprise, like, a, oh, whoa, that didn't work out for them. Like, it was like, no, of course it's not going to work out for them. Like, like you've said this over and over. So I felt like they leaned too strongly into that idea, which is a shame because I think it's really compelling because they're right. Like every movies in general, but Star Wars movies especially have always kind of had that like, oh yeah, the authority figures, they're wrong. But the, the young kids who were like, yeah, you know, like Han, young cocky Han, like it's going to be fine because, you know, he can get through with charm and a blaster. Um, and that's not how the world works. Right. But they, I, I felt when, when I say they, I don't know if it was the writers or the director, but it just felt like that was such a strong point that that point became more important than the story that was being told to the point where I was more irritated that I was having to like put up with. In fact, I think in theaters, I think I even fell asleep in the middle of it. Um, so this is probably the third time. Cause I think I went back and rewatched, um, when it came out just to like, see if I missed anything, but like I fell asleep for a bit. Like I was like, okay, nothing like, and, and I woke up and nothing important had happened. So, so that was difficult for me that like, that they were, it seemed more focused on like driving that point home than telling a story. And then there were just a couple like major plot things that just took me out of it. Right. Like that, that Rose, who for all we can tell is just like an escape pod maintenance tech. Like she gets told right. the mere mention that tracking through hyperspace is a thing. And she's like, Oh, I know exactly how they do that. Like this new technology, no one can figure out. Like she figured out from somebody mentioning that. I, I, I don't know. I, I felt like that was such a weak point that I had a hard time taking the rest of it seriously. And then, then there were just like little things like I didn't like, and it just starts to sound nitpicky the more I talk about it. But I didn't like that suddenly now you can calm link through hyperspace. Like you can have these, you know, like really long-term discussions. Like like you can just talk to anyone who's in hyperspace, you know, even though it's supposed to be some, you know, super quantum physics-y thing. You can just give them a call. Um, even even at the end when the uh, the Admiral, she jumps to hyperspace with the last cruiser to blast through Snoke's ship, right? I'm like, well, if anyone could do that, why aren't we just like building big blocks, putting hyperdrive engines in them and just like flying them through Star Destroyers? Like, I don't know. So there were, there were like little things like that where it felt like they, you know, where they would throw in random force powers like Leia can fly through space. Okay. Um, like, and once again, it felt like the idea of what they were trying to do was expand the idea of what the force could be. But I felt like they took it too far to the point where it became like, a little ridiculous like I loved the idea that the force is about balance and and that it's like more powerful than what we've seen before but then I felt like they kind of undermined that with some of what they did also 
I thought it was a bit of a cheap shot and people say oh, it was all it was all filmed ahead of time fine but it felt like a cheap shot to have a scene where it everyone in the theater maybe not you but everyone in the theater was like oh this is how they kill Leia like when it explodes at the beginning and she goes out into space yeah. it's like okay that okay so they this is how they're handling Carrie Fisher dying and whether they meant to or not it felt like playing on on my emotions as a Star Wars fan in a way that I didn't feel comfortable with like I, f- I felt like it was using Carrie Fisher's death to make me think something was happened so they could just have like ah gotcha moment and uh, whether that was the intent or not I don't know but it, it's been a weird scene for me to watch because it just it just feels weird um, yeah I get that and then and and then finally I mean Kylo Ren I think is I, I think I think yeah like he feels like he could be a, a badass but he's so emotionally immature and unsettled that like I can't appreciate his power because he's just so whiny um he's emo yeah like he's he's super like like dude like you're like you're 32 you need to leave hot topic bro like um and then i and then i think the last thing and then i'll let it go i remember really disliking what they did with luke and then watching it this time i actually liked it a lot more like i liked it a lot more um and i and i felt much much better about how his story ended I still think there's some, you know, some plot issues there, and whatever. But, but I thought, I thought, I thought it was good. I felt good about that. What yes. I didn't like, and this might surprise you, there's more that I don't like. Um, <laughs> really? Is it? Is it like I said? The whole point of the movie is that heroic, ridiculous, over-the-top gestures don't actually work. Like that's not how we succeed. And so then the very end of the movie where they drive that point home is Finn is about to, you know, suicide mission his uh, his craft into this, uh, you know, giant um, Death Star battering ram thing, which, you know, apparently we just keep around because you never know when you're going to need to knock a wall down. But whatever. Um, he's going to fly it into and blow it up in heroic act of, you know, courage that we know isn't going to work because they've shown us 20 times now this doesn't work. And instead, he's overheroed by Rose flying her ship into him to save him to make the point that heroic actions and self-sacrifice are not the way that we like accomplish things by being more heroic and more self-sacrificing. And so like when that happened, I was like, Oh, come on. And like, and then I get it. She's saying that it's more about, you know, loving our friends and fighting our enemies. Like, okay. But like, I don't know. It felt you've, you've spent the whole movie saying big heroic gestures don't work except when we need them to, for like our story points. So I was like, well, if you're going to do that, you really just need to lean into it. And so I felt like they took it far, but didn't take it far enough. And all I have to say, Last Jedi, not a fan, but I enjoyed it more on the rewatch. And I'm very excited for Rise of Skywalker. Um, yeah, I haven't read any spoilers, but uh, I have no idea what's going to happen. I, I feel like it's going to be a very different movie with J.J. Abrams back. Um and 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 you're right. I think they need to land the plane to really kind of make everything make sense. I the, the the first two movies were just such entirely different movies. It felt like they were telling different stories. I don't really know how they're going to kind of bring all that together. But uh, but I'm looking forward to it, and I'm excited to see more Star Wars. Yeah, I I have to to agree with that. I, I'm really looking forward to it myself. Um, few of the the things. Um, yeah, I, I can I can totally understand your points on why you don't like last Jedi. Um, but, uh, you know, to, to me, like the, the whole, uh, Kylo Ren, um, I think his emotions are kind of what's going to either 
make his turn back to good or or whatever his redemption arc if he even has one i think that's going to make it even better because I, I think his emotions are what they're they're kind of like using as you know he still has good in him um you know personally i think it would be much better served for him just to to go all in at being evil and you know he'd be the big bad guy that they just end up killing you know i think that would be kind of a, a cool twist that no one would will really expect because everyone expects him to have that darth vader turn back to you know back to good but i think you know just you know he's playing you know he still feels good still feels evil you know he's got that mix in him um i kind of i like that um yeah maybe a little little over the top with the emo-ness but i think uh overall i think that 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 works for me um luke um how weird he was and stuff. Well, I mean, he was a hermit for however many sure, years. Yeah. What did look? What did the Yoda? I mean, that's you know harvesting that blue milk every crazy. morning. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of the science stuff, though. I'm not a science person at all. Uh, science and math give me a headache, so I don't. I don't worry <laughs> about like the hyperdrive, you know, cobbling stuff. I'm just, you know, that, yeah, to yeah. me, that's entertaining stuff. Yeah. Um, it was uh, like Admiral Holdo when she turns and basically kamikazes into the fleet it was cool it was very I, cool yeah i i that i was not expecting that and you know i really i liked her character because she was kind of a she put poe in this place i mean poe needed uh to be kind of knocked down a peg it seemed like he was you know starting to get a little like cocky flyboy, and she put him in his place and you know, I, I enjoyed her and I was almost, you know, I, I was kind of like sad when she died. Uh, you know, she did yeah, what she did, yeah. but, um, I thought, you know, I thought she could have made like a good, um, you know, character come like, you know, like, a a princess Leia type character if they needed like a, you know, that, uh, sure, that yeah. Fisher replacement, I thought she would have been fine. Um, but I, I do understand your point with Carrie Fisher, how they, they handled that too. Cause yeah, when, when she got blown into space, I, I, I know I teared up and, um, I kind of thought that, you know, that was how they should have, or how they were going to handle it. And, you know, maybe they should have, um, but, uh, at the end of the day though, I, I was okay with that. Um, you know, her having some sort of force powers and, um, you know, I think maybe that, that, that'll tie into the next next movie um but uh you know overall i I I liked i liked that she had the force powers i didn't like that her force power was like magically surviving in vacuum that felt like a little too far to me but i i definitely i'm all here for for princess leia jedi like i'm all on board with that yeah definitely you know um but at the end of it, she she did kind of have some sort of ill effects with it. I mean, you know, most most people would have been dead, but you know, she didn't. Um, but you know, overall, I, I thought the movie was was to me it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Um, it's not in my top, you know, three Star Wars movies, but it, it did its job. Um, like I said before, my biggest issue with that movie is Canto Bite. Yeah, um, that I, that was. was I think that was kind of useless and if they were going to do something that's where they should have introduced lando that would have been an absolute perfect place yeah, to introduce yeah for sure the gambler you know some way somehow throw something in there um which, which i that... think was another one of those like 
things that I was talking about were like, because I thought that in the movie, I was like, oh, they're going to go find Lando. I feel like that's what they were trying to yeah. point your brain towards and then like, oh, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, that that was that was my only issue with the movie was that it's like, you know, you take a uh, Benicio del Toro and and basically make him in that role. I just, I, I that you could cut that entire part out, and I would be happy. And it, there's well, there's zero impact on the movie if you do that. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's literally it, like a third of the film that has no impact on anything that happens. Yeah, they made it way too long. I understand what they were what they were trying to do a little bit, but at the same time, it's just like it had nothing, nothing. Just just take it out. Um, you know, the the very end, you introduce uh, you know the, the little broom boy, and he uses With the his, force uh, to pull that resistance I think decoder that was, ring. Yeah, yeah, the, the secret Jedi decoder ring, and I think that was kind of like their their thing that they were also showing was like anyone can be a hero. Like when they said Ray was a nobody, her parents were drunks and you know, she's got these powers and then they show this boy uh, pull the broom. And I think that was kind of like maybe the message they were going with was, you know, anyone can be the hero. You don't need to be the Skywalker. You don't need to be uh, the, you know, the Jedi Knight. Um, and, And, I thought that was kind of a cool message. I thought it was good. And we'll have to see if they're going to continue that or if they're going to end up making Rhea Skywalker or whatever they're going to make her, if, if they even do that. Um, but I, I think it's... Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to watching this movie next week, The, the Rise of Skywalker. I think it's going to be really good. I have high hopes in J.J. Abrams doing this. Um yeah, it's it's uh, been my most anticipated movie of the year. So I, I'm I've got my ticket. Um, really just geeking for it. Yeah, I'm super pumped. I I've got my my ticket for next Thursday night, week from tomorrow, yep. man. Week from tomorrow, yep. we're gonna be we're gonna be watching it. So, um, you know, I'm sure we'll we'll hit each other up on Twitter or something with all of our thoughts afterwards. But uh, I got yeah, mine for five o'clock in the afternoon for the first showing and i'm excited so i'll be an hour after you at six o'clock so so no spoilers until you know eight or nine that night but uh but then i'm all in away i'm just gonna be like oh my god juicy (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. well dude uh i'm I'm glad we did this you know we we talked about it for a bit i'm glad that we uh that we made it happen yeah yeah it was fun definitely we'll have to you know do this again after uh rise of skywalker see if it meets our expectations or if we're both just like yeah fuck it i'm done with star wars (laughs) well i mean at at the very least we made it through 10 movies in a tv show in about an hour and a half so i think that's that's pretty impressive on our part yeah maybe we'll have to do like the mandalorian recap too (laughs) yeah for sure it's just like an episode by episode breakdown Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, just like you did with uh, Undeadwood. We'll, yeah, we'll start, exactly, exactly. We'll start with Mandalorian. So, well, thanks yeah, again, dude. dude. Uh, remind people again where they can find you online and on social media. Yeah, so we're uh, you know, Smuggler's Coffee, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us all three spots. Um, you know, we're a little more, um, little more uh, active on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can find us on there. You want to buy the coffee it's uh store.smugglerscoffee.com uh we do a lot of cool stuff we even have a star wars themes coffee it's called the brew hope uh most of our stuff is you know pop culture themed 
uh, some Star Wars thrown or some Dungeons and Dragons thrown in there. Um, yeah, we got uh, you know just good coffee. That's kind of what we do. Just do some barrel aging of coffee. We do just yeah, it's it's good. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm yeah. not gonna shoot. I like it. Hey, I, I like I said, I was I was buying it before we uh, before we started working together. So I, I will keep buying it and encouraging others to buy it because it is some good shit. And it is uh, it is a requirement now at our D and D sessions. Um, I brew it up for everybody, so it is a, it's a standard part of our gaming sessions. Um, so thanks again, guys. This has been Dave from Smugglers Coffee. It's been awesome to have him, and uh, we will talk soon. And until then, y'all, I hope that you join us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Roll Persuasion. You can go to rollforpersuasion.com to see all the links. Episodes are up there. Um, I think when this episode airs that I will have also released uh, our interview with Ivan Van Norman. So if you haven't listened to that yet, make sure you go check your podcast feed and listen to that episode. I'm sure it will be great as well. Coming up soon, we'll have Jason Charles Miller. So make sure you're keeping an eye out. You hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a minute of this awesome show. Please, please, please reach out. Love talking with you guys. Andrew at RollForPersuasion.com or RollPersuasion on social media. And until next time, guys, enjoy your games.